everybody and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About. This is me, Amin. And this is Alex. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about a new phone that has been launched by OnePlus. It's called the OnePlus Nord. Okay, so there's a lot of like interest that's been generated by this phone. I think because OnePlus as a brand has like a lot of enthusiastic fans. But uh, along the line, OnePlus has kind of like lost the plot. Okay. So we're going to talk about the OnePlus Nord, uh, whether it's an interesting phone or not, and whether you should get it or Nord. <laughs> we're going to talk about OnePlus as a brand in general, and 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 you know where 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 it uh, started, it, its origins, and where it came from, and and where it has gone, and where it is now. So yeah, I hope you're going to enjoy the show. By the way, before we like really get into the discussion, we are available on podcasts. So if you like to listen to us. On podcast, and I really recommend that you do because I usually listen to the show and on podcast on the way to work and on the way back to work. Uh, look out for us on Spotify, Switcher, Google Play, uh, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. We're available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. All you need to do is just search for Sergin Chow. Let's talk about and we're there. If you're listening to us on podcast, please do give, give us a five star rating because that that really helps us. Uh, get our podcast game out there and uh, and really build uh, a good podcast show moving forward uh, if you're already watching us on YouTube thank you very much for watching give us a thumbs up hey why am I talking like it's the end of the show I'm just telling you that we're available on uh, on podcast okay let's now get into the discussion first of all Alex can you introduce us to what is this thing called OnePlus Nord Okay, so before that, let's go right to the beginning. So probably some of you don't know, don't know about this, but uh, OnePlus is, is initially like a sub-brand of Oppo. They're actually under the same big group in China, uh, the BBK group. So you know the brands like Vivo, Realme, they all belong to the same group. So initially back in 2014, OnePlus was born and they introduced the first model that's called the OnePlus One. So if you look at the specs, right, essentially it's like a rehash of the Oppo Find 7, but it comes at a ridiculous price. I think it was like uh, less than, I think it's about 1,200 ringgit back then mm. for a flagship phone. Mm. So that was quite groundbreaking. So imagine this, you can get a flagship phone for like half the price of what the competition is offering. And then eventually they upgraded to the OnePlus 2. Uh, if no mistaken, that was like the first phone that came with four gigs of RAM. So it's all about specs at a very impressive price. As they move along, right, it gets more expensive. So eventually, I think they figure that, you know, they cannot be making cheap phones all the time. So the phones got a little bit more premium. And I think right before this year, um, they introduced the OnePlus 7T that I think can cost as high as 4,000 ringgit. Almost as expensive, if not more expensive than the big boys like Samsung and Huawei and the rest. Mm. Yeah. So this year, um, OnePlus decided that, you know, I think it's time for them to go back to their roots. So hence, they come up with OnePlus Nord. And the reason why they call it North is because North means true North. Mm -hmm. I think in some Nordic language, I don't know. So what it promises is to give you what you need at a low price. Yeah. Okay, so what, what kind of specs are you, do you get with the OnePlus Nord? So the OnePlus Nord, um, the first, things that, first thing they, they highlighted is that the processor this time mm. is no longer the top of the range processor. Yep. So instead of the Snapdragon 865, or right now the latest one is 865 Plus, you're getting um, a couple, a kind of like an upper mid-range processor that's the Snapdragon 765G. Mm. So that's like the one, the slightly one notch below the flagship level. Okay. But you still get a full HD screen that's using AMOLED screen 
and it pushes a high refresh rate of 90 hertz so you get that fluid response mm. like what you get on the oneplus 8 mm. and in terms of cameras um it's not as versatile as what you get on the flagship phones but it's pretty okay uh, in fact they basically copied the same camera system as you get on the oneplus 8 the non-pro version so that gets you a 48 megapixel main camera an 8 megapixel ultra regular lens uh if you're not mistaken let me see a uh, 5 megapixel depth sensor and a 2 megapixel uh, macro shooter so there's no telephoto and then in terms of battery you get like a 4100 sorry 4115 milliamp hour battery mm. that also supports a 30 watt fast charging via usb type c mm. uh, what is the ram and gig that you're getting okay so in most markets you mm. get two options you get 8 gigs of ram and 128 gigs of storage and the higher spec version there's a 12 gigs of ram and 256 gigs of storage but in India, they have like a exclusive model. So you may say exclusive is not like a special edition, but it's more like a cheaper version. <laughs> so there's actually a six gigs RAM and sixty-four gigs storage version in India. Okay, like okay. So in Malaysia, what what versions are we getting? Um, we are, they haven't officially announced the actual pricing and availability mm. yet. But uh, from the looks of it, I got a feeling that we're going to get the same as what we get in the UK. So most probably you're going to have eight gigs of RAM plus one to eight gigs storage and 12 gigs RAM and 256 gigs of storage. All right, okay, so the the specs that you mentioned to me, I mean, they sound very average. Mm -hmm. So it's good that you start with the OnePlus brand. So if you're not familiar with the OnePlus brand, uh, I want to go back and talk about the brand as well. So it started out as this brand that like wanted to like stick it to the man. I said, we're going to screw everybody in. We're, they officially call themselves the flagship killer. What it, that means is they're going to put in all the no compromises flagship spec in the phone and price it like really low. So when they started that journey, we thought like, hey, you know, this is going to be like another bargain basement phone that you can get like really good specs in. Uh, and I think that's a really unique position for them to have. Uh, and a lot of uh, established com uh, competitors like Samsung, Huawei to a certain degree and obviously Apple will not be able to come down to that price level and be able to provide you with that specs. But we've also have been in this discussion where does spec really matter? Uh, I think we've came to a conclusion that it, it doesn't really matter what kind of specs, but what matters is the experience. And the problem with OnePlus is, at least for me, and I know that OnePlus has like a lot of enthusiastic fans out there, I think uh, among the Surgeon Show team, a few of us are like really enthusiastic about the brand as well. But the problem for, for me with OnePlus is that it doesn't stand out. It's just another brand. Yes, the marketing is like super gung-ho and bold and confident. The, it feels to me like this, this group, right, this BBK group, right, they, they created this brand specifically to break into the American market. And interestingly enough, OnePlus is one of the, I think, top brands when it comes to phone. I don't have the, the, the numbers, but you know, every time they want to launch something, uh, the American market like really goes up and like gets excited about it. Similarly to Malaysia, I think a lot of people liked it because yeah, it kind of like looked like they were the underdogs. Mm -hmm. They came out with a device that had like really crazy specs and like really crazy cheap price. And so it's a statement as well, right? So let's say you see someone with a OnePlus phone, you see, you will go, this guy knows his stuff. Yeah. Exactly, and that's the point. It's like this, this guy is like, oh, you know, if you're using a OnePlus, you're hardcore. You know what you're doing, man. You're like a friggin' hacker or dark webber, whatever. <laughs> la. It's that kind of thing, right? But along the line, so they, they from OnePlus 8 to now OnePlus 7, the upcoming OnePlus Nord, right? Along that journey, 
somewhat they lost the plot. And it's not entirely their fault. Lah. One problem in Malaysia specifically is the dealer-distributor network. Lah. Yep. So previously, they were ran by... Brightstar. Brightstar was for which version? I think from the very beginning, one plus one. Uh-huh. And then... Okay, uh, in, all the way to seven, right? No, no. I think six. all the way until five or six. Uh-huh. And then he switched to another company. I can't remember what's the name. Jian, Jian Feng? No? no, no. Before Jian Feng. Uh-huh. So I think he went to another distributor. I can't remember the name right now. Oh, sorry, Mihan. Yes. Yeah, he went to Mihan. Uh-huh. I think for about one, two models. Mm. And after that, he switched hand again to Xiang Feng. Okay. And what we heard right now is that Xiang Feng no longer handles OnePlus. Mm. So this time, uh, starting from the north, it will be handled by OnePlus Malaysia. So they actually have a local presence in Malaysia. Mm. So hopefully with that, right, we'll probably get some reasonable price. Because based on the previous arrangement, yeah. it seems that Malaysians are paying much more than what you get from overseas. And that's probably because of the multiple layers of the, the supplier, the distributor and the dealers. So the dealership was not really stable. Uh, it was changing hands a lot. Uh, that affected the pricing. Uh, so we're not getting a pricing structure that's reflective of what the global market is. And traditionally in Malaysia, uh, we generally get phones that are much cheaper. Our phone prices are cheaper lah compared to yeah, even I think Singapore uh, or around the region, we are one of the cheapest. Uh, around the world, we are one of the cheapest when it comes to buying devices. But when it comes to buying OnePlus devices, we are very expensive. Okay, then they kind of lost the plot. The, they, their trademark approach of being the flagship killer that really, you know, specs is everything to us. We're going to always give you the best specs. And they lost the plot around the OnePlus, what, 6? Or plus 5, like 1.5, 1.6, around the era. Where they kind of like look like they are backpedaling a bit. It's like, okay, you know, we're going to put some lower spec items, but, you know, it's going to be better or something. It's actually quite high spec. Just that, I think the issue for OnePlus is that, uh, yeah, they try to put better specs, but the price gone up so much more. So much more that, hey, What's the difference between this with the you know established brands like Samsung? Yeah. And then I think one area which they lag behind a lot is the photography department. The mm. cameras just couldn't compete with the likes of Samsung, Apple, and even Huawei. Yep, and I absolutely agree with you. Uh, the other appeal is cameras, right? OnePlus, until even now, the OnePlus 8, I don't think it stands out as a camera phone. Yes, they have this 120 hertz, right, for the OnePlus 8 Plus. The screen? Yeah. yeah, the screen The screen is great, uh, no doubt about it. For mm. me, I love the screen, it's super responsive. Uh, it's better than what you get on a Samsung, I feel. And then, the, what, was the, what was the price of OnePlus 8? OnePlus 8, uh, if I just pull out here. Okay, so the, the OnePlus 8, the base model is 2899. Mm-hmm. And if you go for the OnePlus 8 Pro, which is a higher spec model with a 120 hertz screen, mm. that starts from 3699. Starts from, right? Yeah, so that's all the way up to what? 4,099 ringgit. So that's like Samsung's pricing. Okay, so that is flagship pricing. Yeah. Now, why am I talking about where OnePlus started and where they are now? So remember, they started out as like, okay, we're going to give you the good, good specs and our unique selling proposition is the price is going to be awesome for you guys. The thing is now, they're, gonna, they're moving up market. They are effectively playing in the uh, flagship segment with the flagship pricing. And when it comes to flagship purchasing, right, uh, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong and if you're like watching this on YouTube, you can put in a comment below and let me know what your thoughts are. Here's the thing when it comes to buying flagship phones. People don't shop around. They stick to brands that they are familiar with. iPhone users, they don't shop around. They'll just buy the next iteration of an iPhone uh, that's considered flagship. 
uh, Samsung uses. They don't shop around. I mean, I've been using a Galaxy S a Note and now a Fold. Um, I have a Note 10 uh, as a backup. I don't shop around. I, I like the Samsung experience and I'm not going to move to a Huawei or to a OnePlus because of the ecosystem. So for me, the biggest thing with Samsung is Samsung Pay. The biggest thing for me with Apple is everything. It's so easy to use, so easy to integrate with all my other Apple devices. What is the unique thing that OnePlus provides that uh, is going to encourage me to buy OnePlus over a Samsung? Uh, to answer that, I think the simple thing is the user interface because OnePlus, one of the biggest trends is their Oxygen OS. So it's mm. like super stock, super fluid. Uh, it's getting so much better right now. Uh, if you want a device that's bloat-free, mm. bloatware-free, um, this is the closest thing you can get to a Pixel device, which mm. of course you don't get Pixel in Malaysia. So this is the more accessible version of the Pixel. And in fact, in terms of software support, I would say that OnePlus is much more proactive than other Android players. Uh, like for example, the OnePlus 5 and OnePlus 5T. So OnePlus 5 was uh, released in 2017, so it's about three years, three years old right now. And it just received Android 10. Mm. So that's pretty remarkable for Android brand. Well, I guess those are valid points, especially the software upgrade thing, because you don't get software support for, generally you don't get software support for phones that are older than two years. Manufacturers don't do that, and it's great that OnePlus is doing it. But I cannot see the general public going crazy over a firmware that's almost like stock Android. And for me, the problem is that you don't get a lot of things that you take for granted in 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 a software that's like Samsung, right? So there's a lot of like extra stuff like screen recorder, yeah, and all utility that stuff, right? yeah. tools that you don't get from stock that you have to install. And I'm not sure people, normal people, would want to get into doing that. Most people would just buy a phone and start putting their SIM card. Yeah, maybe swap over their things. Some of them don't even change their ringtone. So I don't I don't see why that's that is an appeal, at least not to me. La. I don't know, is it an appeal to you having a stock Android? For, for me, it's like a, the no-nonsense approach. I say, for example, that's the reason why people buy iPhones, right? It's like, okay, it's a phone that just works, you know? There's, there's little things for you to think around, less things to go wrong, it will just work for years to come. So if you're looking for an Android alternative, I think this will be the best bet. Because like Samsung's, right? Okay, although they're great, mm. but after two years, it's going to be very laggy. Even one year, sometimes it feels a bit slower. Yeah. Yeah. And they've improved a lot with the new UI, but generally you can't use it after two years. It's going to be super slow. But OnePlus, it still feels fast. It's still fluid. So that's the key thing that they've been doing things right. That's the key differentiator, I feel. I guess. Okay, so experience-wise, they don't bring anything new to the table yeah. other than the software updates. There's no OnePlus Pay or no. there's no ecosystem to speak of. It's just a phone. It doesn't integrate with anything else. Now, you remember the flagship thing I talked about, right? The problem with the flagship thing is that, okay, people are very entrenched. Customers are entrenched. They will stick to their habits and they will buy what they're familiar with. It's very rare for people who are in the flagship market to jump into another brand, let alone a brand that's kind of alternative and left field like OnePlus. Then now, they're coming into this segment where it's middle market. Middle market phones are generally, what, 2,000 and below, 2,500 yep. and below. Uh, and the thing is, this market is very busy. There's the there's Xiaomi, Honor, Realme, Realme, 
Oppo, Vivo, Vivo uh, Samsung else? as well. Samsung just got into the thing, and then Huawei. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many brands, and there's so many selections. Even brands within themselves are are climbing over themselves and killing themselves. And here comes this other brand, OnePlus, and they're expect they're expecting to compete in this segment. So I don't know where, how they will fare, um, and. I don't feel like there's enough of a unique experience again to encourage me. So at least, okay, let's say if I'm looking for a mid mid tier phone, right? I cannot even recommend to myself the OnePlus. Okay, let's say if less than two thousand ringgit, what phone will you buy? Uh, less than two thousand ringgit. Can I get a iPhone SE for that? I can. Yeah, but it's four gigs. Yeah, but it doesn't come with the wide angle lens, ultra wide angle. Uh, and maybe with the awesome screen as maybe, well. Maybe maybe a. Galaxy uh, Note Note 10 Lite, possibly. I think you get less than two thousand bucks. Yeah, and and no. the 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 normal brands are making phones that are so much better now, into that market. I I don't know. So okay, where do you stand when it when it comes to this OnePlus thing? Mm-hmm. I think they kind of lost the plot, lah. I think mm-hmm. the flagship killer. Remember the flagship killer? Okay, they keep saying that specs is the most important thing. We will not compromise in, on specs. But now they come up with a phone that has a s- Snapdragon 765G processor. It's not even the 855. Yep. No, yeah, it's not the 865. No, the 865 one. I can understand. Okay, yep. let's say they want to cut costs, make it cheaper, go down market. Right? Why yep. not go with the 855 Plus rather than the 765? There's an 855 Plus, right? Uh, that's not only for gaming, but... Yeah. Even yeah, like for example, like Realme. Uh, Realme is also like a related company. Mm. So they had the uh, Realme X3 Super Zoom that comes with the 855 Plus, and that's priced at 1,999 ringgit. Yeah, yeah. So why the 765? They, what did they say? For them, they say okay. Like the, the, okay, the main reason why they go to 765 is mm. because of 5G, because they're on a future-proof device. Because then again, Whatever. these phones they can actually last. They get software updates. So they want to make sure that all the phones are 5G ready. So okay. this is the the best 5G processor they can find. That provides the closest to flagship experience. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like uh, OnePlus is just like holding on strong with their like marketing and nothing much else. I don't know why people are so into them. Okay, if you're a OnePlus fan, what is the appeal to you when it comes to OnePlus? I feel like, and I'm sorry to say this. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying this as a as a reflection of you guys, but. I feel like people have been suckered in because of the OnePlus marketing, like they are bold and brash mm-hmm. and like everything, and and people get sucked into that. Like, okay, so I'm gonna go into their marketing material, right? What the OnePlus Nord, pretty much everything you could ask for, and then it says the Snapdragon 765G. Mm-hmm. It's like I want no, that. You no, say that? I don't, <laughs> I don't want a 765G. I want an 865. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least an eight five five, and then it says like oh, quad core camera lah, whatever lah. They don't even they they didn't even okay. I didn't watch the launch, but they didn't even market things like super slow mo. They didn't even go into the camera and say okay, this is what the camera could do, low light performance mm-hmm. or whatever. They they don't care about that. So what is it that they're marketing? Well, just the screen fast, fast and five G. That's about it. But to me, okay, here's the thing I want to point out because. Uh, when they come up with the OnePlus Note, right? Uh, it looks like you know they're going back to the roots. Okay, we're finally going to give back what we used to be doing. You know, uh-huh. doing like flagship killing device. Okay. But they didn't mention flagship killer in the first place. But um, but what people expected to them from them is that you know they're going to come up with a very powerful phone at a cheap price. 
OnePlus hasn't been able to deliver that in the latest devices. Uh-huh. I think the closest competitor that can do this is Poco. So Poco is like a sub-brand of Xiaomi. Mm. So they came up with a Poco F1. So that was uh, Snapdragon 845. It was selling for like 1,300 ringgit. Now that's a bargain, a good flagship phone um, with a flagship processor. That's what everyone wants, right? a powerful processor. Screen, so-so, mm-hmm. livable. Camera, mm. meh. Yep. But at least you get a good processor and a fairly big battery. And that delivered. For that price, 1,300, you can't complain. The fact is, you can't complain complain in that price point. But for the OnePlus Note, like you said, right? Mm. Less than 2,000 ringgit, there's a lot of competitors out there. Mm. Like you mentioned, right? Samsung uh, Note 10 Lite. Yeah, you can get less than uh, 2,000 ringgit. Probably the screen won't be as great because they don't have the high, tr- high refresh rate. The high refresh rate. Yep. But you still get the ecosystem. Yep. You still can use uh, Samsung, Samsung Pay. Pay. Yep. Yeah. And the camera, yep. for sure. Yep. Uh, stereo speakers? Don't have. There's no stereo speakers. No, on the light. I don't think so. Let me check. I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, I'm confused here, to be honest. If, if, if OnePlus say that the Nord is everything I could ask for, I would like fast charging. They have that, right? Yeah, fast charging 30 watts. 30 watts. But there's no wireless charging. Okay la. It's okay, I can leave it that. Yeah. Okay, fast charging 30 watts, okay la. I would like stereo speakers. I guess I can do without the super fast refresh rate. Okay, to be honest, I've, my phones don't have that. So I don't know what I'm missing. But I don't feel like, hey, I need a faster screen. I don't game a lot. Uh, the most thing, the most I would do on my phone is uh, work, uh, YouTubing and Netflixing. That's pretty much mm-hmm. it. And I would like an ecosystem. So, so I, I don't know. I, I, cannot even, I cannot convince myself to buy this. Can you convince yourself to buy this? I would probably recommend um, the device for people who just want a phone that can last. That's about it. End of story. Because that's, what's the, that's the reason why people like the Google Pixel. Like you get fast updates, you know, it's always smooth for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. But then again, for people who are going to spend like 1,000 ringgit plus, right? I would, correct me if I'm wrong, but most people in that segment, right, will often want to change phones every single year. Yeah. Yeah. So with that money, you can actually buy new phones every year. Yeah. And it comes to this one point, right? Uh, the price. So OnePlus in Malaysia has not revealed the price. Uh, it could be what we expected, which is like below 2,000 ringgit, or yeah, it could be more than that. We don't know. It's likely to be, I would say it's likely between 1,007, 2,009, around that range. Okay, and it's launching in Malaysia? Soon, not so sure yet. All right. Okay, so now we're back to this question. OnePlus Nord in Malaysia. Uh, I don't know, again, maybe I'm like super different from everybody else because I just had like a discussion with the team members here in SoHHR.com. Uh, a lot of people keep saying that the software of the OnePlus is one of its biggest selling points. Um, I don't see how it's much better than... I mean, I mean, would I give up my Samsung Pay for arguably more cleaner uh, software that's updatable across that's that's updatable more than two years. I mean, like the phone. I don't know. Not not for me lah. OnePlus is not a brand for me. Uh, it all for, for me. Uh, it all comes down to the price of the phone. And if you're gonna be right, Alex, I guess a lot of people will be interested in it. Who would you recommend the OnePlus Nord to? I w- I would say that this is suitable for those who want a. Uh, no nonsense phone, the phone that's smooth, it works great, uh, gets proper software support. Um, 
in in a nutshell, right? It's like you know like how you recommend people buy Apple. Who like you want to buy a cheap iPhone without you know? You want to buy a cheap phone that just works. It just works, right? You don't have to worry about anything. Correct. If you want yeah. to get a no nonsense phone for Apple, it's the iPhone SE, right? Because mm. you can get a a pretty good phone with the latest processor for less than two thousand ringgit. I guess this is the Android equivalent because. Um, this, it's hard to find another phone that's less than two thousand ringgit, which gives you a super smooth experience, which we'll probably do in the next two three years, and it comes in a very premium body. Who is it for again, right? Okay, mm. the hardcore fans for OnePlus has always been, you know, like you said, the best specs at mm. a great price. Yeah. But with OnePlus Note, right, you're not getting the best specs. Nope. And if let's say assuming this price at thousand eight hundred or thousand nine hundred, right, mm. I reckon if you are crazy about hardware. You should you will be better off buying the Poco F2 Pro because for the for additional two hundred ringgit, you're getting a proper Snapdragon 865, and it has a larger screen, six point six seven inch. Although it doesn't have the high refresh rate, it's still sixty hertz, but it's still AMOLED, still pretty good, and it comes with a bigger battery, four thousand seven hundred milliamp hour. So for additional three hundred bucks, if you're crazy about hardware. The Pocket F2 Pro is a better choice, and but then, mm, yeah, the software-wise, of course, it won't be as good. But if you're going to change your phone every one two years, it doesn't matter. I want to come back to you uh, saying that specs doesn't matter, right? Uh, OnePlus started with that promise that specs don't matter. We're always going to put the best specs in our phones. I don't know. Uh, did we like read that too literally or, or what? Because now it's like they are with the OnePlus Nord. It's like they are emitting, like, hey, you know what? Okay, specs kinda do matter because we gotta bring it down a bit, cause uh, we gotta, you know, keep keep the cost down. And even if people say that, the, even if you say, okay, the the biggest thing that that uh, that attracts people to OnePlus is its software and operating system, I don't see that in the marketing material. They they never mention that one UI is uh, not OS sorry oxygen <laughs> oxygen OS, it's not mentioned in uh, in any of the marketing materials. They just say oh this is what you've been asking for at a great price, mm-hmm. and they put out all the specs and it's like that's it. They if only they they shout it out like how Nokia did like for example we're going to guarantee you two years of OS updates, three yeah. years of security updates. I think that will will you know seal the deal. Yeah yeah they should make that promise. Yeah that's yeah. a good point. Okay, uh, I think that's pretty much it on our side. OnePlus Nord coming to Malaysia. Expected price is about 1,005 to 1,007. We're probably going to get only one variant. Maybe two. Uh, <laughs> okay, maybe two. Um, and it's, it might be 5G. Should be 5G. It's, it's going to be 5G. It's going to be 5G. Yeah. We don't know when the launch date is, but we're looking at probably August uh, as the window. Uh, of course, you know all the stories about OnePlus, the deals, the prices, the launch date are all available on your favorite website, Swedishia.com. So please do the check. Please do go to Swedishia.com to check out all the latest news on OnePlus Nord and everything else about technology. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, is there anything else you want to add, Alex? Mm, that's about it. And okay, thank you very much for watching. So this is Amin and this is Alex, and we've been talking about the OnePlus Nord. I hope you've been fi- you found it interesting and, and helpful and useful for you guys. If you're listening to this on podcast, please do share it across to your friends and family who might also think that it's useful. Uh, that helps us a lot. Uh, if you're watching uh, this show on YouTube, thank you for uh, thank you for watching. Uh, give us a thumbs up if you like the show. Please do subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. And again, your comments, suggestions and feedback, that means a lot to us. Please put them in the comment section below. We'll be more than happy to read them. 
Okay, so this is Amin. And this is Alex. And thanks for watching, guys. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye.